Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? course our best smartphone deals your choice of plan learn how to get the new samsung galaxy s24 plus with galaxy ai on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com slash samsung for details get in zone auto zone welcome to auto zone what are you working on today ah thinking about gas mileage you know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? <laughs> Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. It's a post-Super Bowl edition of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox. And you can find our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. And, Mike, we have an announcement to make. I, uh, and the announcement is I'm a liar. And the reason I'm a liar is because on our last podcast that we did a week ago, I said this was going to be our season finale. 
And that is not the case. We are going to actually do one more episode after this one because there was just so much that went on in Super Bowl 57, everything that went around it, that we didn't think it would be fair to just skim off of this or to trim a 2023 draft. So instead, what we're going to do, Mike and I are going to focus on what happened in Arizona between the Chiefs and Eagles and then everything also outside of that and then Our final episode will launch next week, and it is our 2023 fantasy football draft. Your first look at the players that you are likely going to be drafting in the summer. We're going to do that next week. Is that good with you, Harmon? Sounds good to me. There's so much to get to with Super Bowl 57. Yeah, because Rodgers will come out of darkness by then, and maybe we'll have decisions. So we'll update our board. (laughs) Yes. Either that or I'll go into darkness and maybe I'll get some clarity. There probably will be a lot of things that happen between this recording and the next recording. But I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to see what our board is. Uh, Me, Mike, and Ryan will be breaking down. And we still have to figure out how many rounds we're going to do. We're going to do top 60. Okay. All right. I was going to say top (laughs) 60. And uh, that's good. That's fine. 45. Yeah, 45, 60. That's good enough. So. I'm good with that. 15, 20 rounds. When you only have three people in the draft, it's not as daunting when you say a 15 or 20 round draft when there's only three rounds to draft. But that's what we will do in our final episode. All right, enough about that. Let's start with the end because that seems to be what has garnered so much conversation. The holding call that allowed the Chiefs to work the clock, Mike, get that game-winning kick by Harrison Butker, leaving just seconds remaining for the Eagles to really do nothing a hold? Was it a hold? Should it have been a hold? What about the play involving James Bradbury and Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah, I think it comes down to, yes, it's a hold. Was it as egregious as the one they didn't call earlier in the game between the same two participants? No, but it's a hold. And, and it always gets back into the gray area because, you know, listening to the, to the broadcast and watching it live, and of course, because I'm a nerd, I go back and watch the game again. Uh, I got problems, uh, but I got a couple of months where I don't have to do it now, I guess. So I'll, I'll go find something to binge watch. Uh, I've started um, the Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel, Apple Plus um, thing called Shrinking about therapists and whatever. It's really funny uh, and really good. Real, a, lot, a lot of poignant stuff. Anyway, uh, but the... Uh, by the way, I was at the game, so I, don't see, I didn't see any of the commercials. Okay. All I know is that my, my wife told me... Literally text during the game, we need to change our Netflix password because something weird is happening with it. And then I realized that it was that Tubi commercial. Yeah. So, but my wife thought that someone was hacking into my personal account during the Super Bowl and watching a channel. And it did, it did freak a lot of people out. A no, lot, yeah, a lot of people out. No, that, I it, don't know how that one gets approved and other stuff. It's like, ah, well, maybe it's a little bit objectionable. No, this you just pissed off 113 million people. <laughs> Trying to have her 79-year-old Armenian father trying to figure out what the hell just happened. It was pure (laughs) chaos, apparently, in the Bayer household when that that commercial went up. But it was good to know that it happened uh, everywhere across the country. So at least least we've got that situation covered where they weren't alone in that boat. No, 100%. But, yeah, uh, so Greg Olson on the play earlier in the game, Bradbury grabbing Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey, no no penalty called on that play uh, was pretty adamant. Wow, got away with a big jersey hold, whatever. And then in the end of the game, he's singing to the rest of the choir, 
And he did a fantastic job. He and Burkhart were great. But did the old, well, time of the game and situation and, you know, Mike Pereira kind of is talking it out. And you see the replay and the first engage was like, yeah, there was that, that's a clutch. That's a hold. That's where you'd call it. And my problem wasn't when, but when. So when it was called time, whatever. If it's a foul, it's a foul, right? If it's a... If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. The The larger thing is it seemed like it took a little time to get there uh, from when the infraction occurred. And, and obviously you don't have the full pan out. I haven't seen sure. all 22. So I don't know if he's reaching for the flag or if it was a sell job after the ball's in the air and everybody turns and starts screaming at the official. That one seemed a little weird to me, right? Because normally they're pretty good with the graphics of, hey, there's a flag on the field. And, and they notice it, and they, they pin it, and you already immediately have that in the lower third. That didn't happen right away. So I didn't know how much of that was Mahomes and company lobbying that got that flag out versus it was already in process and just took a second to get out or a second to wait to, to see how the play developed, whatever the case was. That part of it was a little more confusing to me. In the end, I get it. It's in the final two minutes of a game, and we've had so much talk of officials, Dan. But I thought he held him in live even before you showed me a slow motion replay of where his hands are and such. I I just I thought it was I thought it was just so so penal to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I will try not to say that word a bunch in this podcast. That was pretty but, good, though. I mean, you I, really <laughs> walked up to it cautiously. It I, was I, like I, you were approaching a putt. I'm going to try to limit, the limit, but I just thought it was extremely harsh. You could say punitive. Because, yes, I could have, but I just felt. I like that. Penal was the <laughs> best word to use in that situation. The, the, here's, here's how it played out. So that play is actually going to the end zone where we were for – so I'm, I was in the opposite corner. I was I was at the S of Eagles. That's where that's where where my view of this was uh, at the game. And so you see the play, you see the pass, and then to your point about the delay and or the flag coming in late, that's when it came in. And it was Mike. It was this is what my thought process was because Juju was running clear to the end zone at that point. So you're spot on in that the foul happened so early that what took the flag. So then you're like, well, why is there a flag if Juju is running clear in a ball that was severely overthrown? And that's where I come into this of of it's, it's holding versus pass interference mm-hmm. where I, I don't think that the – I don't think that the ball was catchable. I'll just put it that way. I think that even if Juju Smith-Schuster is not held on that play, I don't think he catches the football. I think that it was it was that much overthrown. And that this is where I think like as an official and as a referee, you have to have I think you have to be aware of everything because that was the worst scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles. Juju Smith-Schuster catching that football is not the worst-case scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's that holding penalty uh, that gives them an automatic first down on that third down play. Like a touchdown is like, okay, they're knowing what could have been the alternative, and that's why I just I don't think it should have been called. I, I 
I mean, for how late it was, you're right. I actually thought, Mike, that it could have been maybe maybe there was a pick, you know, because I didn't see the development, the early part of the route right. as it was happening. And in the stadium, they only showed one replay. And the one replay that they showed did not give a clear and definitive look that I thought that I was like, oh, that stood out and said, oh, that's holding. And so I thought, well, maybe they're just not showing it because it was such an egregious call. They didn't want to keep showing replay after replay how it wasn't a foul, you know, four or five days after Roger Goodell says the officiating has never been better. But I just I don't think it should have been called because it there it took the air out of the game for for everybody that knows football like you knew it. Oh. It's a first down. The Eagles, you know, have limited timeouts. I think they had one timeout at that point. And now it's just a first down for the Chiefs, and they're going to just run the clock out and kick a short field goal, and that's going to be the game. And that's what was so disappointing for a game that was such so back and forth, and that's why I just think that the referee needs to be aware in that situation. Yeah, it's, it's hard, right? You know, real-time, bang-bang plays. And – Part of the argument, and, and I'm sure you've heard this, probably been involved in a few of these uh, on the phone and, and radio spots you were doing as you were coming back from Arizona and back into L.A., Dan, and, and certainly something Smith and I argued about, and I really tried to get his dander up, uh, is is just the argument of the consistency of NFL ref- officials and trying to figure out where that time in the game is where it, quote, you know, matters more. You know what I mean? Because – because in this case, you have the – obviously, they, they get the first down. Eagles are down to one timeout now, and you're able to bleed clock because McKinnon does the slide, right? And, and it goes from there. But you you look at other points in, in the game, and, and I still think that uh, you should have had a second scoop slam from Bolton. But, you know, they, the old football move – Pereira on the broadcast says, well, he didn't have a third step. Like, wait, we need a third step now? Like, wait, hold on. And then you have the play. um, So that's seven points that they don't get. And then the Eagles on that drive, you have the Goddard catch, no catch along the sideline, which he juggles. And are we arguing football move on the sideline or is that only between the hash marks? Like, what are are we doing here? So, you know, that's the other thing. We start opening up a whole other can of worms as far as officiating. The fact that he only had nine penalties from the Jeffers crew is pretty impressive. Honest (laughs) question. Did you pick the Chiefs to win? Yes. Okay. No, no. no, Hold hold on. I'm not not saying any. I'm not saying. Don't worry. Don't. don't, It's okay. But you are. Because I picked the Eagles to win. And so, like, you're, like, and it's funny because you're like the what you're saying. Like, I didn't think there was any way that was a catch for Miles Sanders. Like, I didn't think there was there was any way that they could call that a fumble. But I'm also now wondering to myself, all right, am I just biased because well, same thing. I'm picking the Eagles? Right, I picked the Chiefs before the season. I'm like, damn yeah. it, they're going to finish this. Yeah. But like with the Sanders, like that's always a, a thing with me of, of football moves and, and, and we're back to what constitutes a catch, right? Because he catches the ball, get, does the little hop, and then gets blown up and the ball gets knocked loose. I'm like, okay. So where are we drawing the line, right? Because we always have the toe taps on the sidelines or whatever. It's like, well, is that is that a football move or is that, you know, just, all right, you got two feet down. Because if you're going to argue on the other one, and, and this is game specific, because I, I just find it the fascinating theater of trying to interpret the NFL's rules anymore. Because even the rules officials contradict themselves with each sentence. 
sorry, Mike Pereira, but I, I love you. But in this case, you know, it was kind of let's have it all uh, in the interpretation of these things, Dan. Like when he says Sanders needed to have another another step, it's like, well, if he catches it and his feet go down to the ground, shouldn't that be a catch? By the way we interpret it everywhere else. So if he then gets knocked yeah. silly and the ball goes loose, why is that not count as a catch? I think I think to your point, like like what you're saying is um, is understandable. But I I have always, and I think you have too, have understood the third step. If a guy's running a slant, you know, in a situation and kind of does a little you know jump for the ball one two and then it's jarred loose. That's an incomplete pass, you know. Like, so oh, I, I've I, always argued it should have been the other. So well, I'm, I'm consistent with it. But, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I understand it, right? Yeah. But I don't yeah. have to agree with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that you're, you're not, you're not arguing the call that was made by the officials. You're calling on how the rule, you know. Is, how are we applying yes, these things, right? Yes. Particularly when it comes down to the sideline stuff. Where it's essentially the same thing, except they go out well, of bounds. I'll tell you what, the Devonte. Here I am, but Dan that, Pyre, well, no, Eagle, but the same thing. Devontae Smith. Fan. Yeah, like like it took seventeen replays before you finally saw one that said, "Okay, I get why you could overturn that," and then they did. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but but it's also like Devonte Smith had one two feet inbounds, third one steps out of bounds. Then goes to the ground and ball is loose. Right, the old control so, it through the ground. Nonsense yeah, yeah. That comes so, into it too. so to the same thing of like the Sanders catch. Then like there's there's the same thing. Heck, Smith took a third step where he was actually out of bounds technically. Where you know you know then you're wondering yeah how much is it you know as you said to to completing the catch and I think they made the right call you know in that situation. It's it's just it's just the it's the Chiefs getting these calls in back-to-back weeks, and this one was more egregious than the AFC Championship because Harrison Butker still had to make the kick in the AFC Championship game, and it put the Chiefs in field goal range. Um, and but in the you know however cold it was in Kansas City that night, heck, Butker missed one in perfect you know weather you know just on Sunday right. you know so like which so means that was... my over of three made field goals didn't cash man. <laughs> so it just Push. tells you know, so like if Butker misses on Sunday against the Bengals you know in the AFC championship game the Joseph Asai shove is not as much of a story but he makes it and so then it's the story this was this just ended the game for what was such a good back and forth game and and listen they you know I I, I We'll, you know, we'll get into into more of it, but it just—it literally just—it sucked the air out of the stadium so much, so Mike that I think the Chiefs were excited, but there was no like audible like, "Oh my goodness, we're about to win the Super Bowl," because now all of a sudden you're just like, "Okay, first down, we can run out the clock." Like there was, and it was a you know fifty fifty split. I, I I felt maybe slightly slanted towards the Eagles fans. They're also louder. But yeah, it was it was just a weird way to end the game and probably fitting for what we had this entire season. Well, that's just it, right? It puts a bow on a season that was fraught with questionable officiating call. I mean, if you put a two minute report, that's kind of where we're at here. Hey, we're sorry that we made this call. We'd like to explain why we did, but eh, good luck. Have a good uh, good evening, because that's the hard part is coming out of it. We're going back to. 
the Bengals either two weeks ago or if you want to go back to last year's Super Bowl, it's like the assumption is always you're going to have another run at it. Well, eventually those run out. Eventually the team splinters or whatever. And while the Eagles look set up for success, who the hell knows what next year looks like, right? You have everything in place. You're going to have some probably some change on the offensive line, I would suspect, going forward. But the the overall ramification, I mean, these are legacy-making calls yep. in it. And, and that's the hard part of it is that we spent or, or most spent a good chunk of the day, you know, about the holding penalty as opposed to the larger pictures of a lot of this other stuff. Not that there's not plenty of time to do it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we're, we're like society as a whole. Shiny new object. What's happening? Aaron Rodgers in his darkroom. Derek Carr's going to go where? I mean, we get into all of that fun and excitement, but... No, I can understand, like, in that stadium, I got to imagine that it's just absolute deflation and curiosity of, wow, what's going on here? Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. 
they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, as you said, we are working backwards. And to Mike's point, uh, maybe what's most recent sticks in our head, but the hand-holding penalty and what happened does stick in our head. It's but, spicy, Dan. It's spicy. But it did. I mean, it, again, if Juju Smith-Schuster catches the ball in the end zone, it does not end the game. It gives the Chiefs a much better chance to – anyway, all right, let's move on. It's okay. Uh, if I'm an Eagles fan, if I'm an Eagles fan, which I am not, um, did pick them to win, but I'm not an Eagles fan, I look at that game – and I know how I lost. I know why I lost. I'd cue the Dennis Green speech. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you crown them. They, you know, they, they completely let them off the hook. And it is it, – it, and I am giving Kansas City the credit um, for the Kadarius Tony punt return. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know how much credit they deserve on the Hurts fumble since it seemed like it was a lot of Philadelphia self-inflicted wounds of Hurts. But I'll tell you what, when Hurts wanted to run on third and six and the hole wasn't there, that's what he freaked out. So I'm giving the Chiefs, you know, credit there. But you look at you look at that stat sheet, and if you didn't have a score, Mike, if you just took the numbers and covered up the touchdowns and you gave it to an Eagles fan before the game and said, would you take this as it plays out? Ten out of ten times you would take that stat sheet. There was no doubt. They, because they dominate. not only did they dominate time of possession, you held Patrick Mahomes to under 200 yards passing. You were, the running game wasn't great, but you weren't killed by Travis Kelsey. Like there was and, – and, and – Heck, you held the ball for like, you know, 12 minutes in the second quarter, it seemed like. Like, that was the recipe for Philadelphia to win, and they still couldn't do it. And that's, that's like my biggest takeaway from it is, man, you want to, you know, the Chiefs did make plays, and the plays that they made, you know, so hurt Philadelphia because Philadelphia really turned into the type of game that they wanted, and they still didn't win it. No, I'd say you get into this high scoring affair, which, I was shocked. Uh, although, you know, I, I have to ask the the question since we're getting into the game and gameplay uh, as a whole. Did the end zones and the field look good enough for the chaos caused by the slipperiness thereof? It's the the. Fe- <laughs> uh, I've 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 talked to a couple of people about this, and it's. It has nothing to do with the Super Bowl, in my mind. It has nothing to do with the Super Bowl preparation. It has everything to do with that stadium. I have never, ever, Mike, heard one person say, I really love the field conditions in that stadium. 
ever. Right. And it is – I know the NFL comes out and they're making videos and we got this, you know, turf and we overseeded it with this and this has been growing for Spent two years. Spent a lot of money. Yeah. And it's USGA. When you step on it, I stepped on it and I wasn't sure if it was turf or grass. And I know when I step on a lawn when it's grass. And I and 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 that should tell you about the surface. It is but it's you can only do so much. And I just think I go back, Mike, I go back to the eighties, pre eighties when guys were blowing out their knees all the time on AstroTurf. When seventies and eighties when AstroTurf was a good idea. And you're looking back on it and being like, Why in the heck did we think that that was a good idea? And now we're kind of getting to that stage with the newer turf right you know like mm-hmm. we've heard cooper cup you know all games should pl- be played on grass is that the grass you want to play on because i haven't heard one good word from anybody who's ever played a game in that stadium that has said we love the surface and so i don't think it's just a super bowl problem like I, I i think like you know you, the stadium's over 15 years old you know like so it's 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 always been there it's always been a problem it doesn't freaking work you know it doesn't you know, I, I mean, it's neat to roll out the tray and all that, but if every time in a big game somebody's complaining about their footing, then what good is it? I I, I can't find any reason. It's, 100%. it's a joke. Yeah, so you, you've got that in the background, so a lot of slipping, which means the defensive lines didn't get to really do their work. But I give credit to Andy Heck, former Seahawk draft pick, and uh, his unit for the job that they did. Uh, during the game, but seventy uh, Andy Heck, I think was seventy five for the Seahawks. Nicely done. Yes, I remember his score rookie card. But anyway, so the, <laughs> you go through the process of the game, and and they just came and took uh, it. It was sixty six. My bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I had to look it up. No, that's fine. Uh, that's you, you can do it on the fly. Uh, you you just misremembered like Roger Clemens. <laughs> but the the idea that you had. These long protracted drives, and as you said, you go through the box score, and it's all these advantages. Uh, well, except for for the big one, the fumble that was the mystery. Now that would have been brought up a fourth down, and I and this is the curiosity, right? The the Kadarius Tony punt return. I was surprised he punted with almost twelve minutes remaining. Now I know momentum and all that, and they were now down a point. I was surprised they didn't go for it on fourth and a long two, short three. It was a bad punt, too. It was an awful punt. Like, Kadarius Tony, like, because, yeah, they gave me the greatest punt ever. It's like, well, he hadn't had to punt a lot the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Footing was an issue, so that's in the back of your head. Yep. Right? All of that plays into a terrible punt and Super Bowl record-breaking thing that sets him up on the doorstep. But to the point of given his aggressiveness on the fourth down, hell, I would have gone to that rugby scrum thing we've all been talking about. And just done that. Let's roll up another two yards. They're either j- diving off sides or they're neutral zone infractions, or you're picking up two to three yards or at a minimum. So I, this is how I thought they they were going to play it out. That they thought, and and I don't know why the Eagles thought they could get a stop because they couldn't. Uh, but I thought, all right, they think that they can get a stop, and then they can put an you know eight minute or together. Mm-hmm. You know, and and end up winning it, and I think that they didn't want to be on tilt, to use a poker term for a guy like that, that doesn't good. play poker. But I, I think that they, you know, they didn't want to appear that they were rattled or felt desperate, 
and they just felt they could just get one stop and do it, and then you punt it away, and then you just immediately regret the decision. That was what I was thinking of why they didn't go for it. No, but, I get that. Certainly. Yeah. It was I, – I mean, it's – there's <laughs> – there's just the, the the play when, when you when you take the Hurts fumble, and again there was so much that actually happened after that because the Eagles scored ten unanswered. But if you take that fumble um, away and you don't have the false start and you have the short yardage, and they were obviously very good in short yardage, um, which was another story that's probably going to be talked about this off season is you know the the again pile pushing like you had. I mean it's. It was almost like a cheat code for a video game. Right. And so to have the false start, like it was just self-inflicted, you know, and to have it back up, you know, from what was going to be a third and short that you were likely going to get the first down, then having the false start and then having the third and six and then having the fumble, like comedy of errors there for, for the Eagles. It did allow it did allow the Chiefs offense to stay off the field, though. And I thought maybe the Eagles then were going to use that to their advantage, but. You know, they, they did dominate time of possession, but they never really got the run game going like they sure. wanted to get the run game. Well, in going. the first half, they got the run game going with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and that and that was about it. I mean, you look at it; their over under for rushing and uh, the betting markets was one forty four and a half. Hurts had what sixty one at halftime, I think. Only another nine yards for the rest of the game. Meanwhile, we saw Kansas City. Mixing things up, 158 yards total rushing, including the six for 44 on the Patrick Mahomes scrambled. And now all the debates of how hurt he was and whatever else. I don't care. Uh, they didn't stop him. They didn't hit him. Uh, he ran for yardage uh, and, and kept moving. But you, you go go through the, the process, second half, defense couldn't get a stop. All of the stuff we kind of raised our eyebrows of, maybe thinking it could happen, because there's always been questions for the Eagles all year. We did the podcast every week, Dan, uh, of how good are the Eagles really based on the level of competition, the division, and whatever else. But you get results, you blow teams out, you get a couple of breaks, and here you are in the Super Bowl. And while you stipulate that a healthy Mahomes is a, a step up in class, it's still the, all right, how's the chess game and chess match play out? But Brandon Ayuk and others are like, yeah, you can get to that secondary. And then we watched them run two red zone plays to either side of the field that the Eagles looked like they had no idea how to defend anything. Mm-hmm. And that was Eric Bieniemy stole that back from a game against the Jacksonville early in the season because they put a man in motion and watched how they switched up coverages and opening up huge spaces for the guys to essentially walk into the end zone. So I think you or I, and even with me with two bad shoulders, uh, might have been able to lob the ball out there for yeah. the touchdowns. That's how badly the defense that was so heralded and vaunted being compared to the Ravens, to the Bears, and all of those historic defenses, they absolutely got boat raced by Biennemi, Reed, and, and Mahomes and company in the second half. This is where I also love doing a fantasy football podcast because we all know on how much of a Swiss Army knife Jarek McKinnon was for that team in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. I mean, heck, fantasy-wise, you're like, crap, I got to go against McKinnon because he was ha- he was having you Huge. know such a great stretch, yeah. And then, you know, in a game like this, you know, you're, here, here comes Pacheco, who, by the way, has just been solid, at, you know, solid, 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 you know, isn't going to give you 120 yards, 
but you're not going to get 40 from him. You're getting 70 to, you know, 100, somewhere in that range. Yeah. He's going to hit people. He's going to get excited. And they couldn't, you know, they, they, they couldn't stop him in, in the situations that they needed. As, as you mentioned, it's, you know, and almost broke one at the, you know, near the end of the game. And that's the thing that is, to me, what was just, you know, is, is so unique and so special about the Chiefs is of how that game played out. And I didn't even I didn't even think Mahomes should have won MVP. I, I you mentioned Nick Bolton maybe should have had the you know second touchdown earlier. I I know you can't give it to a defensive player when you give up thirty five points. But he was like, dominant. Yes, he yes. was everywhere. What he finished with nine tackles. And yeah, touchdown. You know, touchdown I mean, and. Yeah, like, I still argue he should have had a second, but that's just me. Sure, and if he does, he probably is the MVP. Maybe, but yeah. you know, but like you like people are like man MVP Patrick Mahomes. The two biggest plays Mahomes made, I felt, were his runs. The yes. run, the run at the beginning of the second half when you didn't know how his ankle was going to be that got him down to the five to allow them to get you know within three. And then the run on the final drive where I, I don't know how slow the Eagles defensive linemen are that they could not catch him from behind. But it was just like they couldn't catch him from behind. Nobody was there to recognize him. And now you got like a chunk of 30 yards. But those were the two biggest plays by Mahomes. And if that won him the MVP, you know, more power to him. But I was just shocked because of what you said. Those two touchdown passes that they had. You or I could have thrown those as well to Sky Moore to Kadarius Tony. Sky Moore's first touchdown of the year. We waited for him all fantasy season to become a factor, <laughs> and then he catches a touchdown pass uh, in the Super Bowl. I like that Melvin Gordon also was really chesty about his contribution. Hey, he gets a <laughs> ring just like everybody else. But it was a game that that first half dominant. The Hurts fumble is one that Jason Smith and I talked about on our show a bunch, where you just looking around going, all right, Bolton's going to hit him. And he just goes and doesn't secure it. And, and and as a guy who watched Justin Fields do marvelous things all year, because that's the thing, right? Everybody comes out going, oh, Jalen Hurts, look at how he proved that. And he made a bunch of huge throws, right? All over the field, he was making plays, making plays with his leg. Like, I'm going to remember him for the fumble, just like Justin Fields with all of his big plays, heroics, whatever. And then he throws the ball straight into the – waiting arms and face mask of Jeff Akuda, who walks in 10 yards for a touchdown to give a game away to the Lions. Like, both things can be true. You see the highs, and then it's like, all right, that's seven points. Now, they went and got it right back on a long, protracted drive again, but, you know, there's just those moments that are indelibly etched into your memory of how these games play out. And for me, it's far more than just the holding wow. like everybody else. Y- you are a glass half empty guy. I, I think his performance overshadows. Oh, it was worse thing. than the butt fumble, Dan. <laughs> like, like this isn't like, it can't be Cam Newton, not diving on the football, you know? Like, oh, no, no, and, no. Like he made so many plays after and they yeah. went right back up 21, 14. Yeah. Yes. But it it does get because look at the first half right they did give up the seven points there now that would have been a fourth down play but I'm curious how whether they went for it as Sirianni likes to do it at, at midfield like you start playing all the chess uh, in your head of how things would have developed uh, yeah and I, I'll say I'll say one more thing to that I wondered if Hertz after that play was then going to try to do too much yeah and he didn't I and think so that I'll, design run on first down was brilliant. You know, and so, so I, you know, I give him credit for that. I, 
I don't know if it completely ends the narrative of, you know, that this surrounds Jalen Hurts, but there were some throws in that game that, you know, sometimes my guys have narratives. They don't watch guys actually play. Right. And to make those throws in that in that situation, I think you're going to have to find something else to, to you know, to – uh, to pick on Jalen Hurts, maybe you know, maybe I don't know, maybe there's the Super Bowl hangover next year, and some of the stuff pops up. But at least for this off season, I think that the the critics, even in a losing effort, um, should probably be silenced if they want to criticize Hurts. Well, and that's he, he's making those throws while we had questions of where his shoulder was. Yes, yeah, right. Forget about healthy or whatever, and down the stretch. All right, what's the arm strength? Whatever. He he balled out like that was a hell of an effort. Uh, Take nothing, take nothing from it. I, I tried to go for the hot take nonsense. You did not bite, uh, so I will just leave it there. But I, I was surprised they didn't call his number in the run game. Sanders was very quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. Those that had Gainwell uh, maybe uh, as a hundred fifty to one uh, MVP option when he fell short. Ryan Bursing or Burst, you uh, you uh, threw some Gainwell love on the uh, on Monsi Super Bowl videos, and that uh, <laughs> and after that first touchdown that ended up being erased, were you uh, were you peacocking in those five seconds? I I got excited. Yeah, I uh, I got excited. <laughs> I, I thought, you know what, maybe uh, maybe this is gonna make me look real good. And, uh, no, no, I that was uh, definitely just trying to throw a dart at something. Yes, yes, I know it was, and, and you could tell the, your delivery that it was. It may not have been as serious. But, well, uh, but that's the beauty of it, though, right? Is it was all right. We stipulate that these three guys are the most likely candidates, right? Here are the quarterbacks, and there's Travis Kelsey. So what were you doing? You're trying to find some value elsewhere. Hell, we talked about Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore on Friday's show from mm. Vegas. Smith and I just got to throw it up. All right, someone else. Anybody else? Who could be? Eddie Kennison. That would have been a nice that Old pull. Chief, nice yeah, LSU. Let's, oh, yeah. that's good. Start pulling random <laughs> chief receivers. How about a Dwayne Bow? Yes, Dwayne Bow. Sure, Stefan Page. You could have those as well. Since we're since we've had an Andy Heck reference, why not go all old AFC West? Nicely done. If we can. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my game, <laughs> All right, so let's put a bow on this uh, Super Bowl 57. Chiefs obviously win 38-35. How did you consume the game? Uh, Mike Harmon, our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, is here as well. Harmon, what did you do on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I mean, we, we finished, right? You were in Arizona. I was in Vegas for two days, got back home, immediately was on a soccer pitch. Great. Uh, I gotten a note at the end of the, the trip, which evidently I was supposed to have gotten before. Uh, our, our buddy from uh, SI, formerly NFL Network, uh, Michael Fabiano, having a couple folks over. We've done that before. So I ended up meeting up with Smith and a few folks there. And it devolved into a lot of old uh, 90s top 10 trivia and jersey numbers. And once the game ended, a bunch of uh, YouTube of old football games. The folks, the rest of the folks uh, in attendance, based on Elliot Harrison, Fabiano, myself, and Smith, barking out names, numbers, and uh, statistical pieces, uh, probably scared a lot of people. Um, they looked a little nervous and started to leave pretty fast. <laughs> but it was fun to to be there to chop it up and you know put the phone away and just kind of hang out. So uh, a rarity, kind of like in Vegas. I slept far more than I did anything else. So how how was Vegas? Because you guys were there Thursday and Friday night leading up to the to the game, obviously on Sunday. But no, it was fun. The studio there, uh, Blue Wire Studios, the Wind uh, Resort Casino. I mean, our hosts, so much fun. Uh, such a cool space. The audio visual uh, element, and like you know, you're in the fishbowl, so folks are looking at you and tapping the glass and being crazy uh families walking by coming to from dinner and then one of the um, the restaurant across the way i guess gets into a little like club kind of feel so friday as more and more people were hitting town it started becoming more active so we'd have these large groups of of men and and women passing by and at one point well because the audio from our show is being pumped into the hallway a bit 
plus the music, whatever they're playing over the loudspeakers. Uh, you had the mix of a, a bunch of women, and, and Jason kind of mocked my being an ambassador and brand ambassador for the show, waving and and you know throwing the high fives up and and nodding as folks are going by. And these girls heard that, and a couple of them decided they were going to start twerking. All right, and he's watching there you it. go. Yeah, and he's watching it. So now he's dumbfounded and he can't speak. <laughs> so I have to pick it up and carry us through. But like he's just the eyes get wide and confusion on his face. Like it's okay. Nobody's was, taking was, anything off. They're was wearing it, full dresses. It was at twerk thirty. That's what time it was. Twerk thirty. <laughs> well, it might yeah. have been. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. It was pretty active. Then we had uh, someone else go by the window that did the old "Hey, I'm going down the elevator. I'm coming up an escalator." You know, kind of thing. I'm, I'm not quite sure how drunk she was, but it, it entertained me watching outside the window. Uh, add that some great food. Like I said, some rest. Uh, a beautiful view from my room of the golf course behind there. So I think all sorts of greatness. It was really cool. Uh, my my wife joked before I I left for Phoenix. Uh, I was joking. I go. So are you? Uh, are you you worried? You know about me going to any you know gentleman establishments? I go because you know Super Bowl week is known for this. And she basically laughed in my face. Wow. She goes. Yeah. She goes. I know you, and I just know. I go. I I know how awkward you would feel walking into a strip show now it's not like i haven't ever been to one i have i just haven't been to one in 20 years so like like that that she's like i know how awkward you are so she had no qualms (laughs) whatsoever wow so so i don't know if smith has the awkwardness that that i would have i don't think i would be i would be uh you know like what the heck's going on here but my wife did laugh in my face about the prospect of me ever going to a to a strip joint uh, yeah. during Super Bowl week, I I would say awkwardness. Uh, I'd almost pay to take him <laughs> to watch that play out. I'll tell you what: there are some people that I would pay to not want to see. Like I don't want to see some, you know, I don't want to see certain guys in action. Like there is, there is no way. But that would maybe be one that I w- that I would be interested in seeing. Yeah, I, th- I think there's just uh, the sociological experiment of it all. If, ever... if, if he got that freaked out by a couple of girls starting to dance in the hallway, yeah, the hell's the rest of it going to look like? <laughs> oh, my buddy got his gum stuck um, between. When a, you know, like when a dancer was, you know, doing a thing on stage, or whatever. Right. He's chewing gum. True story. Okay, he's chewing gum, and somehow it gets taken out. No oh boy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. So he lost like two dollars, and he lost his gum. If you uh, have well, some yeah. some thoughts here. Uh... <laughs> Oh, oh, good, good times again. We'll, we'll long, keep it long clean time from ago. there, Dan. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep his, we'll keep his uh, name out of it. Hey, Bursch, how was your Super Bowl party? Let's transition to there. Hopefully, more exciting than uh, names, numbers, and dates of uh, NFL players everybody's forgotten. Um, well, no, it was a good time. Uh, I, I, uh, my girlfriend and I had some people over. This was our first time actually. Uh, we we just moved in together a couple months ago. This is our first time entertaining people. Mm. So. So uh, this was a, a, a you know a bit of a Super Bowl slash uh, housewarming 
gathering and uh, had a had a good group over and we had a good time. I I went to a wedding on Friday night, which uh, you know in in like kind of near downtown Mid Wilshire district on, on a Friday night is uh, on Super Bowl weekend was is just kind of like crazy to do but it was fun it was a good time uh and and given that i i was working here early throughout the weekend uh I, I've, I've never had such bad allergies hit me. You might be able to hear it in my voice. Like, I, 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 my sinuses have just been under attack for the last couple of days. And because I've not been resting and, quite frankly, have been celebrating uh, multiple events, uh, uh, my body has simply not recovered very well. So uh, it's been a, 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 a slow day for me mentally and physically. <laughs> I've been. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I can hear it. Yeah. Yes. It's it's there. Um, So, but the, it should, it should be clear. I don't think I'm sick. It's just the, it's, it's full on allergies and it's just been brutal. But um, as far as the, the the game and the party went, it was a great time. Uh, What was the, what was the main uh, item? Did you guys order pizza? What'd you do? I did pick up some pizza. Yes. We just, yeah, we had <laughs> we had a, a lot of uh, some different chips and dip. We had a little uh, charcuterie board, and uh, a, a couple of people course. brought some some more chips and dip. So it was it was all the classics. We hit the classics. It was a good time. I I knew a charcuterie board would be at Bursa's Super Bowl party. <laughs> no, I don't know why. A little bit bougie. <laughs> well, he's getting classed up here <laughs> now that he's moved in That's yes. right. with the girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, quickly, uh, Burge, thoughts on the game since we, uh, you know, we're, before we wrap up here with Dan's. I thought overall it was a really fun game. I thought that it was a it was a good game through and through, and it was like I think Dan put it best that it was just kind of a deflating ending, unfortunately. But uh, throughout the game, I I thought it was it was solid. It was entertaining. There was pretty consistent action throughout. Uh, I I feel like we've had a lot of Super Bowls over the past few years that would hit lulls at different points, and I didn't feel like this one ever hit any sort of lull. And uh, because, uh, of course, we do talk fantasy football. I did dabble in just a tiny bit of daily fantasy Sweet. with it just to, just to make it a little interesting. How did, how'd that work out? Um, you know, it was fine. I did well, but I think the key if you want to actually try to ever win in daily fantasy is you don't do playoff games because there's fewer games to pick from. Um, I, I think with uh, especially with the Super Bowl, you're just deciding on one game and how how it works for you know for just one game like this is is you pick your MVP and that person gets one and a half times the amount of points and then you have four other roster spots. Um, and I in two of them, I I picked Jalen Hurts as the MVP. And that worked out. It it did, and I won. You know, a dollar ten. So, Ooh, uh, nice. <laughs> like, yeah. it's uh, it's it's kind of like that because uh, it's hard to not do that. You know, I, I I the third one I did, I put Kelsey as the MVP just to try to mix it up, and of course, like with the rest of the lineup, I'm thinking. You know, I I still put Mahomes in it because I'm thinking most people are still going to do that. And then I just hope that I one or two of my dart throws at the end of the lineup hit. So I've got like Justin Watson in the lineups and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, hoping that those sort of things work. Um, Yeah. So I I did. okay. like Hertz, you know, because of the multiplier finished with like over 60 points, which is incredible. But um, yeah, I, I mean, also like. At least a third of the rosters probably had Hertz as their MVP, so it really didn't matter. You know, looking at the daily fantasy, I, I'm I'm trying to I I don't know who's the separator 
Like, I mean, right. is it is it is it Goddard? Is it Sky Moore? Like, I I mean, because if you're taking a, a running back, um, McKinnon falls off, mm-hmm. and you would Pacheco would be the guy. None of the Eagles running backs did anything. I'm just, you know, like when you're when you're when you're figuring that out, like what is the combination? It's truly, like in a in a single game scenario, it's it's just lottery numbers, and you have to get them all right. And I'm just wondering on which one it was. And so the MVP is like your Powerball of Jalen Hurts, but you also have to make sure. Gosh, I, would, I don't know. I would think it would be Goddard. Maybe I'm just talking gibberish. Is it uh, Kadarius Tony and his one reception for five yards and a touchdown? <laughs> yeah, I, it could be. Skymore. Right, because everybody yeah. else has Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and probably a bunch of Goddard mixed therein. So. Yeah, the ones that I'm looking at uh, in, in one of the contests, the top-scoring lineup had Hurts as the MVP, and then Skymore, Pacheco, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey. Um, uh, yep. So. Skymore. Yeah, and again, it's not a, like that one was. There were multiple yards. people that had that lineup, so it's it's hard for especially with right. one game. It's it's because any you had to have Hertz as the MVP, and yes. of course, like a ton of people were going to do that. So then it's it's just getting the right mix of guys, and even then, it's not a super unique lineup uh, that that you end up with. So um, yeah, I think uh, if I want to dabble in fan, daily fantasy again, I'll I'll do it next year during the regular season. I did it for a couple of rounds of the postseason just to. Make make it interesting but i i found i was just not that uh invested in it because the odds of winning were so low sure yeah. um I'll, I'll say this about the super bowl uh my super bowl sunday it's always great you know mike you went last year to the game in yep. la you know uh you know you've been to them before i i've been to a bunch it'd been a couple of years for me uh, you know, ever since COVID happened. So the last one I was at was when Chiefs beat the Niners in, in Miami. But, you know, I'd gone to 14 or 15 prior to that. And it's always just unique being there. Um, and and I, the thing that I always just take away are I understand, like, when I when I see the fans there, like sometimes when we're in media, I, I, I can be very jaded towards the experience. But I do always try to just – look at the fan that is there and realize like what that game means to them. Like in, in, in seeing their team play in a Super Bowl, like it is, you know, and, and to, you know, just, just to see that it's, it's always to me, you know, it's always really neat just to, you know, see the experience to see the, I stood behind at one point, uh, I, you know, went out and, was going to go watch, you know, Rihanna's, uh, you know, performance and was going to the bathroom, getting some food. And I come back and I see this, this, these four guys, Eagles fans, all wearing jerseys. These were the jerseys, okay? Eric Allen. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brian Dawkins, Harold Carmichael, and Brian Westbrook. And I'm like... Like that's generations. No, it's some good history yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's father son, father son. You know, like you realize, like, you know, like in situations like that, of like, you know, like how it is probably. Spe- you know, those guys 
obviously been lifelong Eagles fans. Dad was an Eagles fan. Maybe they're from Philly. Maybe they're not, whatever the case is. But, like, you see those those things. And I always think that that is, you know, stuff like that is 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 really, really cool. And so it was uh, – we had a good week at Fox Sports Radio, and you know, in Phoenix, uh, you know, hanging out at Radio Row. I checked out the Waste Management Open on Saturday, guys. Nice. And it was – yeah, it is for for a golf fan and anybody that just wants to have a fun time. Just go for one day. Go go for the Saturday. It's probably the best to make sure you get tickets to go uh, to the 16th hole. I spent a couple of hours um, on in in that atmosphere, and it was everything it lived up to be. Golf is secondary for most of the day for most of the people there because they're just there to party. That's what it is. They're just there to have a good time. Basically, nightclubs lined. Not only is the 16th hole the stadium, the 17th hole has these enormous. It's basically just an outdoor nightclub, guys, that are like on, on both sides of the fairway. And then there's this huge other section that's just party central that isn't even, you know, the enorm, you know, part of the enormous. Uh, you know, constructions around the 18th green that are also just clubs. It is an absolute party. It's the place to be. It is a scene. And it just, it blew my socks off on how that tournament is just evolved and how they've embraced who they are and what they are just selling ticket after ticket you know hundreds of thousands going over you know going there over the week but it was it was like a party with a golf tournament going on in between that's what it was probably getting more trouble there than you would at a strip club dan (laughs) this is true the other thing that i I take from it as you you know kind of Gloss through the number of Super Bowls you've been. To. I paid for both of mine, so I went as a fan. So uh-huh. I just scream like an idiot for sure. four hours at each of them because I'm still mad at Cincinnati Bengals fans last year who were like, "Oh, we'll be back." <laughs> like that's not the way this works. Oh, I felt bad. You know who I felt? I, I you know who I felt really bad for. And this is as a Seahawks fan, I felt bad for the Bronco fan. That spent thousands of dollars oh, on yeah. a ticket, and especially in New York that year, you know, where it's not cheap. Like, no, not I, that I, it's, you know, a, a break in Phoenix now or anywhere else, but the point being of like, now you got to figure out New York. Now, those, you know? those tickets were on par the uh, outside of Dallas, the most expensive of the last yeah. decade. And then to have to watch that game in the first snap. The game wasn't over, but I'm sure they felt like it, sure. you know, like, like wait, this is how we're going to start. Um, like, I felt for them because at halftime it was over, and then Percy Harvin ran the kickback, and then it definitely was over, uh, over for Denver. I felt bad for the Denver fans uh, that year, even as a Seahawks fan, because I thought, man, you, you spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to come to this game, and that's the performance you get. But – that's the risk you, you take well, when you it, go to a right? Super Bowl. That's the way it works. Oh, man. Okay, odds are out for next year. All right, let, let's end the pod like this. Bursch, don't go anywhere. You, you, if, if you were to make a Super Bowl prediction for next season, and I'll give you the top Chiefs 5-1, to one, Eagles 7-1, to one, Bills and Niners 8-1, to one, Bengals 9-1, to one, Cowboys 16-1, to one, then the Chargers 22-1, to one, um, what do you like? Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Let's let's do this one again. Let's 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 just let's just dive right in. I th- I, th- I, th- I think right now I would bet on diving right back into a rematch. Ooh. As difficult as that is, Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the offensive line, right? Johnson and Kelsey. 
physically where they at? Do they both decide to walk away? Does this leave a bad taste in their mouth? Do they want to stay? They've got more draft picks. They don't have to pay a lot of the core just yet. So they're looking good. The Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes now holds the record. What was it, 17% of the salary cap? Whatever. Uh, they'll find guys to work with. Yeah. Yes, right. As we record this, whether B enemy stays or leaves, they've got a bunch of offensive assistants that are there. 49ers uh, is one of the top options. Who's their quarterback? No idea. The Bills, do I trust them? I don't know that I do. Unless Brian Dable goes back, which doesn't look like that's going to happen. But, by the way, I also realized this. I probably do this. I've probably done it, you know, 80 times this year. When I'm wrapping up something and bring up something that is completely out of left field and not and not about what we talked about pre-show, I always go to Bursch first. Like, I put him completely <laughs> on the spot. So I am very, very sorry. As uh, someone who's experienced that in their broadcasting career, I do know on what a headache that can be. So my sincere apologies. I'm just giving no, you all the – fine. Hey, Bursch, does that did, – did I filibuster enough for you to come up with an answer? I, I, I was going to say so. – I've got I've got one I've got one as well. That okay, I was go ahead, try Dan. To help. I would I would go Niners Chargers. Ooh. Uh, yes. The, Did the, the Chargers change out their training staff? <laughs> that's, that's a How good mean question. am I? Yes. That's well, and I mean, good. every year it's the same thing. You know, if yeah. they were healthy, it's like all right. At some point, you have to change what isn't working, right? Yes. And you're you do right. it with players. You do it with coaches and front office guys. You can't keep guys on the field. Something's wrong in your training room. Could you imagine Niners Chargers in Las Vegas? Wow, that would be that would be something. Oh, Burst, do you have? Do you I'm have? I'm not driving. Up? I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I'll give the Bills another chance here, out of the AFC, and let's let's see it. The Cowboys. Oh, wow. <laughs> look at you, Bills Cowboys. All right. 30 it would be 30 years since they last met <laughs> in the you. Super Bowl. All right. Nicely done. I dig go. that. That's that's gutsy. That's right. Or insane, and I'm not sure. Probably. The uh the the Seahawks by the way have the same odds as the Titans and a team that I if they can get their quarterback situation right um I I think could be a surprise. I said it on uh, Bison 1660 on Monday in Fargo, North Dakota. Said, so look out for the Panthers. Ooh. You know, Frank Wright can get his hands on a quarterback. That defense and their the players that could be a long shot. Maybe uh, uh, California is not going to have sports gambling, so I won't be able to put any bets down here. But if I go anywhere else, uh, maybe there uh, that would be the uh, spot. Texans the longest shot, one fifty to one. Cardinals one hundred to one. Dan, I might drive back to Vegas just to put money down for that because it also allows me to get this final joke in. Well, Reich isn't hamstrung by uh, Ballard choosing his quarterback. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, Chris Ballard doesn't work in Carolina. <laughs> That's he might have built yeah. the rest of the yeah, roster yeah, fairly well, right. but he yeah. picked one crappy I'm, quarterback after the Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I was thinking <laughs> there was a hamstring joke, so that's why I was, I was oh. thinking. That's why I was like trying to figure out the uh, the hamstring joke. But uh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, Fun the, year, man. the Eagles are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. They may be, you know, losing both coordinators. No, that's right. so. Well, I think a lot of people want the defensive coordinator run out of town on a, on a rail after yeah. that second My half. first question to Jonathan Gannon, if I'm Michael Bidwell and the Cardinals, is like, why did you give up 38 points in the stadium? You know, that would be 
Well, then it would say, well, it wasn't 38. It was 31. And then seven of those were on a punt return. But uh, Talk about the field, how your yeah. defensive front couldn't get going because oh. of the crappy field. And then you have a glittery suit like Richard Gere did in Chicago when he sings the song Razzle Dazzle because then you forget what the question was that you asked. <laughs> Oh, man. Does anybody actually want the Cardinals job? That's the other question as we sit here on a Monday night. Do they do they know what they want, and does anybody want them? Yeah, I don't think so. I, 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 I we had, you know, Mike, like you did on Radio Row um, last year, um, I, you know, uh, kind of did similar stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, you know, talking to a bunch of different players and, James Conner came by, and uh, I asked him, I said, Kyler's out, Hopkins is probably gone, J.J. Watt's retired. Dude, you're going to be the only one left. He's like, yeah. He you know, so, goes, Jack's got to clear. Yeah. I'm going to face a lot of uh, hit behind the line of scrimmage. He's got his own show on ABC, though, the Connors. Nice uh, just go. kidding, just kidding. <laughs> All right, so on that lame-ass joke, let's wrap ah, I liked up. it. All right, our final episode is not this one of the season. It will come next week in our draft of the 2023 fantasy football campaign. So for Ryan Bershinger and Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Beyer. That's when we will talk to you again right here on I Wonder What. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.